What's up, what's up? Hello! Back again. Back, back, back again. Another Monday, so it's another podcast. Yep. We're gonna try and stick on, like, the whole Monday thing. Monday's kind of my day off, so it just works easier. Yeah. Um, oh, my rollerblades got shipped out while I was driving over here. Oh, good. So. Yeah, I tried to go out this morning, and it was hot as fuck, so. It was really steamy today. Yeah, it's, I said to Preston, it's like living in a water balloon. Where it feels That's like you're, really, yeah. Because you know how you leave a water balloon out, and because it's the latex, it's super, super warm. Yes. And then the water, like, that's what it felt this morning. Yeah. It's basically, like, I feel like living in Florida is being in a room, like, a greenhouse. Yeah. It just... Why am I moist? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't bother drying my hair. I don't do anything. I just... This is me for the next four months until it cools down. Yeah. If, if it cools down. Well, we kind of suffer through Halloween just because we want to do our hair and we want to yeah. do our makeup and we want to look nice and it's our time to shine and we're dying. Yeah. But it's fine. But we'll be in Salem, so hopefully, even right now, it's like 50 degrees in Salem. Oh, I hate how much I love them. Yeah. It was, we were at Animal Kingdom yesterday mm-hmm. and it was, felt like 91 and it was exactly 40 degrees cooler. 40 degrees cooler Jesus. in Salem. We went so, over to Upcat for like five minutes, yeah. and then it started pouring. Yeah, we walked around Animal Kingdom, and then it looked like it was going to rain, so we left. Yep. But we had lunch. That was nice. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so over the weekend, um, Netflix released, I keep getting the name wrong, but it's Shockingly Wicked. Yes. It's a Ted Bundy movie with Zac yeah. Efron. That's how they should have... What's should've, it they called, though? They should have just called it. I got it. Uh, they should have shockingly, shockingly wicked, something something, and this vile. way comes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we both watched it. Um, we both have some thoughts. So we're gonna go over kind of a little review what we think of it. Hey, have you looked through that Valentine book? No, not yet. Where? Uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Okay. Jesus. I feel like, well, that's because that's what the judge said he was. E W S E V. I didn't know if it was going to be like Efron. Oh. Like when that would be cool. (laughs) But it's what, when the judge sentenced him. Okay, he said a lot of things. No, I know. Just Just call it shockingly. What is it? Shockingly evil and vile would be cool. Yeah. Or. Extremely wicked. Ted fucking Bundy. So, what are your thoughts? Um. So, it's really rated high on here. I, okay, I don't know if I need to watch it again, if I was in, like, a weird headspace, and I'm not quite 100% sure what I was expecting. Um, I wasn't a huge fan. He was great. Yeah. Like, do not get me wrong about that. I, I'm sure there's probably a ton of other people that they could have picked. He did a great job. I thought, I'm yeah. super proud of him. Like, I, I thought think he did, did a really not proud good of him. job. I don't know him. Like, I didn't raise him or anything, but, like, I think he did a great job. Yeah. Like, he, and, like, I, I told Sam when we were texting and stuff, um, I personally have never found Ted Bunny attractive. He no. literally is just a guy to me. Like, he's not ugly, but he's just not, like, oh yeah. my god. Like, he's one of those guys that when you walk past on the street, he's not. he doesn't grab your eye or anything like that, no. which I think has obviously worked in his favor. And then you in a weird the, way, but yeah. then women are like, "Oh my god, he's so yeah. handsome but then and you charming," and I'm like, "I think he's kind of just a douchebag." Well, and it's weird, I guess, because of all like the different stuff that happens nowadays with like makeup and beards, and you know, working out is more prevalent and stuff like that. I feel like back in the fifties, sixties, seventies, when you look at who was considered like the beautiful people, yeah, there are a few. That are gorgeous. Yeah. Specifically, normally, I think the 70s, because there were some really gorgeous people in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. But the people who got famous in, like, the 70s kind of era, they are good looking, but they're not, like, holy Stunning. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like the 70s, because of the whole, like, peace, love, hippie drive yeah. thing, they really looked at you as a person. Just you, in general. Yeah. As a person, as a human being, you know, love everyone, mm-hmm. peace on well, earth. Like, I never understood why. Charlie Manson was so able to manipulate these people. I know. Because part of it, when you see interviews with the girls and stuff like that, was because they were attracted, like, he was, obviously he was charismatic and stuff like that, like Ted Bundy, but they liked him physically, and I'm like, meh. No, I you know. know. Like, I don't, I guess, I don't understand that. I would understand, stuff. like, Jim Jones more. 
Yeah. Because to me, he has almost like a country western, like that kind of like yeah, suaveness to him. Yeah, he has like a Conway Twitty looking Exactly. But like Charles Manson, I've literally never found, fa- like I, again, I don't, he would be closer to the ugly spectrum. Yeah. The unattractive spectrum mm-hmm. to me. Whereas Ted Bundy is like, literally if you're like in the middle with a neutral zero, that is what he is to Yeah. Me. It's just zero. Mm-hmm. He's just a normal brown-haired, brown-eyed, whatever kind of guy. Exactly. And, you know, I know you can only know his personality through, like, interviews and stuff, and I just really think he's a self-righteous, pompous ass. Yeah. So I don't think the charismatic thing, to me, is very... He's very self-confident, and I guess that's what people... Well, and I guess when you have the confidence to, like, talk to somebody and ask them to, like, help you with stuff to their car and that kind of thing... Yeah. Like, you have that kind of era around you of, like, oh, okay, like, Like, let's do this. he's very much in control of what he's doing. Yeah. I get that, but he's just so pompous to me. No, I was seeing him defend himself and things like that in court, I just... Not a fan. Yeah. Well, this movie, it just... I don't know. So, like... I thought they just, like, hurled you into the story maybe yeah. too quick. Well, so what the movie is based on... Spoilers. Is, I, like, go oh, out yeah. and see it. Like, not go it's out. A, it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Um, it's almost two hours. But, like, honestly, if you like the documentary and stuff, it really is... I mean, I watched it the whole time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did it. I wasn't on my phone. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, just, you know, distracted or anything. Yeah. It really was good. Um, it's good in the sense that you're... I don't think you're going to regret watching it for yeah. two hours. So what the what it's based on is the the lady in the movie that they focus on Liz. It's yeah. her. It's, she's a real person. Yeah. And it's about her book. Yeah. On when she dated Ted Bundy. Gotcha. And what happened and when she was the one who called the cops on him and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Okay. Um. So it's based on the reason that we only see things from her perspective, which I think is very skewed. Um. That's why we see it the way that we do. Gotcha. And obviously we have the knowledge that we do, but when this was happening, she obviously did, in a sense, because she was the one who called the police on him, initially to say, like, that Ted is his name, my boyfriend's name, and he looks like the sketch. Yeah. And he drives that car. Yeah. Um, apparently, so apparently what happens in her, in her book, because they took some liberties, like, obviously it's a movie, but they took some liberties with it, was... Um, she called the police when that first came out, uh-huh. um, and they told, the police told her, like, oh, okay, like, blah, 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 kind of brushed her off. Yeah. Um, and then a few murders later, when it was actually, like, when he got caught, um, in Colorado. Yeah. For the broken taillight, or, no, not stopping at a stop sign. Yeah, the stop, it was a stop That sign. was when they finally... A few, and that was like a couple of years, like a year later, or something yeah. like that. They finally were like, "Oh, maybe it, you know." Oh, who was that anonymous? We call, yeah. anonymous call we had. Got it. So, if they had listened to her in the beginning and looked at him, but in like three women, probably, short kind of yeah, thing, they probably could have saved some lives. Um, obviously, we know he escaped, and then he killed more people. <laughs> escaped, but, caught, escaped, caught. Yeah, escaped, caught. I like it's his is like the wackiest story. It's yeah. really fascinating. But it's super wacky. I, like, I mean, it's better knowing that it's, like, from the viewpoint of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when they consulted with her and stuff, Yeah, too. I didn't like how they introduce, they seem to make it that this, like, daughter's gonna be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then she just gone. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, okay, enough of that. Just put her to the side. Like, now you're gonna act real crazy mm-hmm. about him. I don't know. It's really weird. Also... And this might have something to do with it. I was really up enjoying it up until the point that Haley Joe Osment came in. Because his face yeah. is very distracting. Well, he's, it's funny because <laughs> can't. We t- me and Preston said that when we were watching it, he's not fat. No, he's a guy. He's but, just a guy, but his but face, his face is, is like... It's like his nose is like weird. sucking in his eyes and yeah, his mouth. Yeah, I don't... He he's, has like a baby face, which I'm sure is why he's grown the beard. Because the beard is He has his. a baby face because it's the size of a baby face. <laughs> like, it's so distracting. Why do people put him in movies where you want this, like, really serious edge? I don't know. I and guess... it's so distracting. He's a good actor. Yeah. I don't... I, it didn't... It, he doesn't bother me. Okay, he bothers me so much. Yeah. It's like Renee Zellweger. I can't look at her face. Yeah, I don't... She hasn't in anything anymore. She though. drives me insane. And yeah. Drew Barrymore, in certain situations, is the her. same way with me. 
Because she looks like she almost has downs. And it just bothers me a bunch. Yeah, I think Drew Barrymore looks better now that she's older. Gotcha. I just... Like, in Santa Clarita Diet, like, she looks amazing. Yeah, when Haley, like, turned around in that chair, I was like, mm. And that might have been the point where the, I was like, I don't know how, how I feel about this movie. But whatever. It, like, it doesn't matter. Um, he, but he did, he bugged me. Um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of, like, annoyed that the daughter did just, like, fucking disappear. She just fucked off. Yeah. Fucked right the fuck off. And then, though the woman looks exactly like, um... Carolyn. Yeah. Though that woman looks just like her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised it's just not her. Yeah. Um, her face was distracting, too. I don't know. Maybe I just got a thing right now. She was good, though. She was really yeah. good. I... My problem with... I very much enjoyed it. Like, we watched the whole thing. Um, like, I did. I enjoyed it. My problem is, is I know, obviously, more about Ted Bundy than the average person. Yeah. Like, we both do. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot more about Ted Bundy than Preston does. Yeah. So, about... Well, I texted you. About yeah. three-fourths of the way through the movie, um, Preston was to the point where he was like, are we sure that he actually did the crime? But I think they did it on purpose. That yeah. was the filmmaker's yeah. point of view, is to be like, do you see how fucking charismatic and insane this guy yeah. was? Like, he will convince you to the point he didn't do it. But it wasn't Ted Bundy that convinced Preston. It was the lack of evidence. Oh, gotcha. So, but I'm like, there are things that they're missing. You know what I mean? And, like, that kind of thing. So... Yeah, they there didn't. Are, they didn't put forth a lot of this stuff. No, um, but one thing, and the fact that he confessed eventually when he was going to die, he confessed to thirty murders. Yeah, um, and it could be more. But so one thing that we've been watching—it's over now. Um, the season finale was last Wednesday. Was is the act about Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we've been watching that, and that is a great documentary too. Yeah, the Mommy Dead and Dearest. Whew. Is a good documentary. And then the act on Hulu, I think, is actually very good. And the fact that Gypsy doesn't like it, I think, is because it's so raw. You know what I mean? But um, it's amazing. Like, Joey King is uh, uh, Gypsy, and she's, um, like, and Patricia Arquette is Dee Dee. um, And they're both fantastic. Yeah. But one thing about Gypsy is that I personally, yeah, she killed, she didn't kill her mother with the knife. Like, she wasn't holding the knife, but she's the reason that her mom got murdered. She's the Charles Manson of that situation. (laughs) I 100% don't believe that she should have gotten any jail time. Uh, no. Like, I, so I have, I'm able to kind of, not justify, but I can definitely empathize with the people who do these kind of things. To see why they did it. That and, is a captor situation. Kind of yeah, if you hold me hostage in my house, it like yeah. Are you freaking kidding me for that long? So, but Ted Bundy, there's no empathy whatsoever. No, no, no. He no. was just a psychopath, and I think the fact that I have way more empathy for his poor mother that you can yeah. see in her face in the documentary, not the movie. In the documentary, you can see in her face where she's exhausted and exasperated, and she just mm-hmm. she wants. Of course, she's. His his mother. Yeah. And she says, he didn't do it. But you can see in her face where every time she says that, she's like, I know he did. Yeah, well, because there were things in his childhood. Like and it's, the typical serial killer. Yeah, and it's so... Trifecta of things. It's so painful to see her just be like, he didn't do it. Yeah. But she's just saying it because she has to say it. Yeah, she's she her, can't say it. It's her son. Like, that's... I, I feel... I have so much empathy for her. Like, yeah. so much for her, because you're just, like, you're gonna feel so much better if you just say, yeah, he did it. I can't believe it. Well, like, you know? I feel, obviously, the movie is from the point of view of Liz, and yeah, I feel terrible for her, because yes. while she was with Ted, mm. they were together for about five years, apparently. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, wow. while she was with him, her daughter obviously grew up yeah. with him around. Yeah. And then when he was in Florida, after he'd escaped and gone to Florida, he yeah. killed a girl that was exactly the same age as her yeah. daughter at the time. Damn. So that realization of would I... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like why what, did you go after her? Because you couldn't... Yeah. Like, you didn't want to come after mine? Yeah. Like... So there's that... It could have been mine, and it did it happen because of my daughter? Like, that kind of thing. Uh, one thing that, in the movie, they glance over, which is kind of 
not annoying, but I feel is probably an important thing is when she's talking to him through the glass and he tells her about the hacksaw was the reason why yeah, yeah. Okay. So she asks, before she asks that, she mm-hmm. asks if he's ever thought about killing her. Yeah. So in the movie, he kind of, he doesn't answer. He just no, kind of looks No, he just at like her. cries and, or kind of cries. He's... So apparently in real life, he, Ted Bundy, one night she was passed out, like sleeping. So the fire was going because they lived in Seattle, right? So it's cold and everything. So the fire was going. So he closed the chimney flue. And then when he left, he pushed a towel on, gotcha. under the crack of the door. Yeah. And she woke up halfway through the through the night choking. Yeah. And opened all the windows and, you know, got the carbon monoxide out. So he did try to kill her at some point. So I that's what I felt was missing from the movie in general was, like, I understand if it's from the... It, not her viewpoint, but I understand if it's from the viewpoint of the filmmakers to be like, we want him to be, we want you to be like Preston the whole movie and mm-hmm. be like, are you fucking sure? This guy's super charismatic. Yeah. Like, you got the wrong guy kind of thing. I feel, because it is such fact that he did it, mm-hmm. I understand. Zach Efron could have been, I think it would have been better to have a moment like that and then show how Ted Bundy would bullshit and charismatic his way out of that. Yeah. He'd have been like, I took a shower, I pushed it against the door, I don't know what happened, that thing's broken, I guess. Yeah. Like, he was so good at his bullshit situations. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more of that. Finding, like, they glance into his backseat, and they, a cop, for literally a split second, sees a bag with the pantyhose, the rope, and that stuff. Yeah. Go into that. Yeah, how he talked his way how out of How did he it. talk his way out of that? Show the people how charismatic, how mm-hmm. fucking quick on his tongue he was on that stuff. Yeah. It's okay to show those moments of him coursing women. Yeah. Or showing up at these places. Or like you just said, with her. I want to see him bullshit his way out of these ways. Yeah. Well, he was he, so he good He admitted at that it. to her. Yeah. But, so he admitted that to her, and then... But, like, why did he spare her? Or, I'm sorry, he didn't. So, what... When that happened... Yeah. What happened... I'm not talking when he confesses to her. When No, in that moment, when she woke up and said, like, the fuck is going on? because... It's one thing for the chimney flue to be closed. Yeah. That can be an accident. But a towel. But a towel (laughs) covering the door... Like... Like, I literally... Yeah, I can't... That's not an accident. That's not an accident. So, what... That's the kind of stuff that that? I want to see. And how is that in her mind that she didn't think to herself at that point? Mm. Not... Maybe not about him, Like, he's gonna kill me, but, like... Why is there a towel by like, the why door? why would you do that? Yeah. Like, like, why, you know, not only is the flu closed, but this is happening. It's not one accident. It's an accident, maybe. And yeah. And something that really could fuck me up. Yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that bothered me. They really, they, they lean too hard into being like, did he? Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Cause, and I think that's why it slams so quick to me, is because, like, you don't see him, like, in these states. He's, like, always with her. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, you were in Utah? And it's like, oh, well, why didn't you just... Why yeah. couldn't we see that? You well, know, like, like they why couldn't we... showed him actually murdering someone once. At the end. Uh, yeah, once, yeah. right? At the end. And I just feel like... Because it was like a did he, didn't he? But... I feel like in this kind of situation with Ted Bundy, the did he, didn't he... But Steve Avery is a did he, didn't he. Yeah. Not... But I feel like... That. This is going to sound... I don't want to be... I don't know. I feel like because we need to educate people... There are people, obviously, like us, who love true crime... Yeah. And who, like, I listen to My Favorite Murder twice a week, and I do, you know, there's a new murder squad with Paul Holes, yeah. like, the guy who caught the Golden State Killer, like, that kind of stuff. I listen to all that. I watch everything on, anything and everything Oh, yeah, get. any documentary that reading comes Reading stuff, yeah. like, you know, I've been reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, like, all that kind of stuff. I've been super into the BTK Killer gearing up for uh, Mindhunter. <laughs> but, like, I feel like in this type of movie is irresponsible. Yeah. Of the filmmakers. Yeah. Because... It's while fact, I, though. Like, as it was going through in the 70s, and all these women were like, he can't have done it, he's too charismatic, that kind of thing. Like, he's dreamy, that kind of thing. That's okay, because in the moment, you don't know if he did it. No. Now, 
you know, decades later, we have the information to know that he was not only a horrific murderer, yeah. but he was a, he was just a terrible, unfeeling monster. Yeah. And I feel like to not portray him like that is... A little bit more. It's kind of dangerous. Like, you really need to... That's where I felt they needed to have this charismatic Bundy. Yeah. You need to understand... Yeah, that you need some, to show... Some serial killers do go the Bundy route. They are. They can. Yeah. Show him bludgeoning these women. Yeah. Show him well, have abducting the con- these women. Yeah, that's the thing is don't make him likable. Like, you can make him likable... Because it's but Zac the Efron, whole movie but was don't go from making you need to have that stark contrast of this is how he was with the people in his life. This is why and he was this dangerous. This is what he did to the people exactly. who weren't in his life. You know what I mean? You need to have that stark contrast of like, okay, so then if there is obviously, you know, God forbid, but if there is somebody in somebody's life that it's there's that little bit of a like antenna goes up. Yeah, when yeah. you need to and ta- you need to pay attention to You need to, that. to pay attention to your gut instincts. Yeah. And people like Ted Bundy, I mean, I feel like we have pretty good gut instincts to some of that stuff. You need to listen when you go, something's not right about that person. And yeah. there is like you don't want to, you know, say it out loud or maybe you ignore it a little bit, but there is something in the back of your head or in your stomach that goes, huh, "I don't." Uh. Yeah. Well, and there's times where I won't like somebody but to keep the peace of the group. Yeah. You know, what? whether it's our group, whether it's my family, whether it's whatever kind of group I'm in at the moment. Yeah. If I don't like that person, I know that my gut instinct is pretty spot on. Yeah. So as long as I keep my distance and I keep myself and the people around that person safe. Yeah. Eventually that person will show their ass. And they do, and that's more of like an asshole situation. Yeah. But, but dangerous people but too. You, yeah, it's it's... Being in a gas station, it's being in a yeah. restaurant, it's even neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to live next to these people at some point. It might not just be that quick encounter at a restaurant that gives you like a chill. Yeah. But I mean, with all the cyber dating and stuff right now, like you go on Tinder and you meet up with someone somewhere mm-hmm. and you get that Ted Bundy feeling. Maybe it's time for you to go home. Yeah. Maybe you forgot something. Well, and one one thing that I feel like women in the movie didn't do, and that's fine because the 70s was a different time. They're still learning You need to be fucking... If if you don't... If you feel bad about somebody and they make you feel uncomfortable, don't... One thing women, I feel like, have been taught way too much over the time period, even to now, to now, like, you know, in time now... Is that they have to be polite to people, even if they're being, uh, even if they feel uncomfortable. Yep. I think that we need to get to the point in our in our, you know, generation and our society, where if somebody makes you uncomfortable, fuck them. Yeah. Just fucking walk away. But that's one of the things too with like a women power movement that, you know, some women do very wrong and then other women do very right is being strong women. Mm-hmm. It's not just, hey, be proud of who you are, work hard, do the thing, get the job, eat what you want, look the way you want, that kind of thing. It needs to be, hey, if you don't like something, you don't like someone, yeah, don't associate with them. No. Like, it's literally just that easy. It's well, really like, just that easy. The difference between, you know, me now and me when I was, say, 20, in that decade of time that's gone by... I've gotten to a point where if you make me uncomfortable, like we, you know, there's a certain situation, yeah. like at the moment, where I've kind of cut off somebody who makes me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. It's taken me years it's taken to get you a to the very point long time. of, okay, I'm fucking done. Yeah. And that uncomfortableness, he's not a serial killer or anything, but that uncomfortableness that I feel every single time I'm with that person, why do I, I don't owe him anything. I don't owe him a friendship because no. we've known each other for a long time. I don't owe anybody that. Nobody no. does. No. That's no. the thing that you need to even if it's okay, he's been a he's he or she has been a nice person the whole time I've met them and now they're starting to act a little bit weird. Cut them the fuck off. It doesn't matter because that's how some of them get into your yeah. lives too. You don't just do the Ted Bundy where you meet a nice stranger that helped you with the tire on the side of this yeah. road or something like that. 
Some of them or are... Or date him for five years while he's murdering people. Exactly. Some of them are long-term parasites. Yeah. So it you don't notice the effects of that parasite for months. Yeah. Maybe a year or two. And then that parasite gets way too comfortable. Yeah. You know, and, and like... The mask slips a little bit. Exactly. And it's hard with acquaintances and, um... Acquaintances and even, like, you know, casual friends and stuff. Because in relationships, you see that person a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you you either go on dates a bunch or maybe you see them every day or whatever it is. Yeah. But when you're a casual friend, maybe you meet up for lunch every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your group of friends only meet on certain days yeah. and this and that. It's gonna take longer. Yeah. You're not, you For know, them to come out. If you're not dating the person and you're not spending more time than normal with them. Yeah, if you're not in, like, a school setting with yeah. them where you see them almost every day But even or there's whatever. been, like, co-workers where I'm like, this well, motherfucker makes me uncomfortable. And that's an everyday situation. And unfortunately, in my situation, when I told my manager that I was uncomfortable, yes. she went and told that person yes. that I was, un- that specifically, not that someone was uncomfortable that with That you specifically. It was I specifically and made it a hell of a lot worse for me. Exactly. So, but even in... I I don't regret saying something. No, of course not. You know what I mean? You can't. If anything, that made other other people at the job be like, huh, maybe he isn't that great. Well, and that's the thing about speaking up, too, because even if you think that someone is going to be like, she's crazy, I can guarantee you that that person's going to watch your interactions with that person Mm -hmm. to see if you are crazy. Yeah. They will see your side. And they just haven't paid attention before. Just because... They only do it with you. People will start to notice that they do it just with you. That's the thing. Like, with Ted Bundy, like, obviously he was fine. He did try to kill Liz, but in the span of their relationship, he was... You're, five years is... didn't really slip, Exactly. You know, like, and really he was slipped. obviously able to talk himself out of that to the point where she continued to date him after the fact. Exactly. So... You just have to be vigilant, and I feel like that's one thing about the movie that bothered me was that it was. Ext- I feel it was very irresponsible to to only show the good side of Ted Bundy and make it kind of seem like maybe he didn't do it. Well, and that's the thing, and like you're absolutely right because Zach Efron does really hit the key part of Ted Bundy where he's like, "This is absolutely outrageous that I would even be yeah. accused of this crime," and Ted Bundy was phenomenal at that. Mm-hmm. Show him switching. Yeah. I don't know how he switched. No one will ever know that psychosis... Like, I mean, he could sit there and, like, twitch his head and, like, convulse, and then maybe he was a serial killer suddenly. Yeah. And, like, it could have been, like, a werewolf situation. But you need to somehow portray the fact that this very handsome, very charming, very quick-witted, easygoing Mm -hmm. law student... Smart was a psychopath. Yeah. The whole movie, and I know that, so you and Preston watched it, like, a day before I did, and you were texting about how Preston was like, oh, haha, like, he sees his, you know, like, maybe he didn't do it. Yeah. But watching the movie, I was like, man, they're really making this motherfucker seem empathetic. Yeah. It was like, that, it was that moment of, like, holy shit, maybe he didn't do it. I we know. we all thought that he's this terrible person. And that is... But he is. Absolutely really... And the movie, like like we said, the movie is super enjoyable. Yeah, like, super I, I enjoyable, like watching it and but seeing it, is it from a, the other side of yes, that. But it is a huge flaw that only at the end... Yeah. ...do they show, that like, he oh, he didn't do did it. it. Well, mystery solved. Mm-hmm. No. You need to... I no. feel like the contrast... I think what would have been good for me is the contrast of him at home with the girl, with the with Liz and her kid, and then the contrast of, like, oh, I'm going to go to Utah or whatever, and then showing what he did while he was there. And, like, how I was imagining, I guess how I thought it was going to go, was maybe him talking to her about Utah, mm-hmm. and just, like, they're at dinner or something. Yeah. And he's like, yes, Utah, and then quick flashes of him, exactly. like, kidnapping someone, well, and then like, he's like, is that... this roast beef? And quick flash of him yeah. bludgeoning someone, like... When he went to Florida, they showed him in the bar with the two girls. Yes. Why not show what happened after <laughs> That's that? It's like it. You know what I mean? Like, don't show him just being this playboy who's with two women. Like, literally... Show what fucking happens after that. Exactly. he broke into a fucking sorority. Exactly. And Why he became the co-ed killer. six women. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, in that one night, in that one sorority house. Yes. Show it. Yes. Like, and then, because you can... Then there's that contrast of, yeah, you're maybe a little bit empathetic towards him because he did have a normal life, but holy fuck, he's a monster. But I think 
I think it's going to hit home more and it's not going to feel like he is being framed. It's going to hit home more if you see what happens with the co-eds and then they bring out the dental records. Yeah. And you see him freak out. Mm -hmm. He's freaking out like an innocent person. Well, I, and his, his case is the first one that ever saw bite marks shit as it was anyhow. Yeah. They, that had never been... And cameras in the uh, exactly. house. So, like, teeth marks had never been brought forward before. Yeah. He's freaking out. He's not freaking out because he doesn't know what this is and he's not prepared. He's freaking out because that is... Bam. He's yeah. done for. If we had seen what he did... He, we don't even have to see what he did. We know what he did. If we saw I'm him with sure. the co-eds, just even just like... One hammer up, blood. Yeah. Like, that's all we need to see. The audience knows that he did it. The audience sees that he has done this thing. When it switches to him freaking out in that courtroom, getting yeah. sweaty and shaky and just, like, looking at papers, it will show to the audience how much more of a psychopath he is. How hell-bent on him being innocent he was. Yeah. Well, and then calling Carol Ann, who at that point was his fiance. Yeah. And I don't know if she's pregnant at that point, but, you know, his fiance at the time, like, were my teeth fucked up when I went to Florida? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. That's it. You know, I'm like, no. So he was that, like, self-absorbed that exactly. he thought that his fiance testifying that his teeth weren't fucked up was, an alibi. was enough to get off. To get him off. Yeah. But you don't see that. You don't, because you don't see him actually interact with any of the people that he murdered accosted, anything like that, yeah. you just see him freaking out in the courtroom, and honestly, for half a second, I was like, maybe this motherfucker didn't do it. Yeah. I'd be freaking out, too. Well, and I thought the one thing that they could have done, especially, was the lady who got away, I thought Denise that if something. they didn't, what they could have done, because they showed her picking him out of a lineup, Yeah, but what they could have done was because she didn't get murdered, which, good, you know, thank yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Because she didn't get murdered, they could have showed what happened in the car when he kidnapped her. Exactly. I feel like they could have been like, and then see how he talked his way out of her doing that, and then when she, when it didn't, when she was still freaking out and she tried to escape, and got it, like, escaped, show the frustration, like, the mask slip of him being like, shit, fuck, 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 fuck. Well, and like, like sh I just got away, you know, and like, that's she just thing. got away, I've got to find her, I've got to do this, or I've got to, you know what I mean? Like, Something what's, like that. what's another three-minute scene of her going to the officers, yeah. to the cops, and being like, he grabbed me. Flashback. Mm -hmm. Him grabbing her. Yeah. He pulled me in, like, that, like, so as she verbally explains it, we are seeing Ted, we're seeing Zac Efron do it. Yeah. So that something just hits home that this guy had two sides to him. Yeah. But this whole movie is very much like he's so handsome and he's so nice and he's so charismatic. Yeah. And like, maybe he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of... It, I don't like the maybe... Like you said, Stephen Avery and that kind of stuff, there is a did he, did he, didn't he kind of thing. With Ted Bundy, we know he was a monster. So to, <laughs> I, I, <did>. <laughs> I just feel like the word is irresponsible to portray him in this empathetic way when he deserves no empathy whatsoever and he deserved the electric chair. But, but it is, it's literally like watching like a story of John Wayne Gacy going to birthday parties as a clown and you're like, yeah. he's so nice though. Exactly. And then for the last two seconds of the movie, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. We all know he did Yeah, it. like, you're not... Stop showing, not, like, the there's thing, a double edge to this. It's not a We know what Ted Bundy did. We know he got executed, you know. That, yeah, that was a that was a big problem. But I think me. that it's worth watching. It's totally worth watching. It. Zac Efron was fantastic. Phenomenal. Lily Actually, Collins, everybody was, like, yeah, really Yeah, everybody's very, very good. Lily Collins was great as Liz. I don't know the girl's name who played Carol Ann, but she was great, too. Um, no, definitely worth the watch. It is. But just and go in knowing, and remember... You don't owe anybody any politeness. You don't... If somebody's uncomfortable, making you uncomfortable at a gas station, at work, or in your in your friend group, anybody... It doesn't matter. Fuck politeness. No. Like, you don't have to be polite to these people. You don't have to put yourself into a situation that you're uncomfortable. You owe nothing the, to, to anyone. anybody. Your mental self... Yeah. Like, your mental self being comfortable in a situation, preparing for a situation. Yeah. I mean, even you with that person, when you knew, well, he's going to be there, mm -hmm. you're a wreck. Yeah. Not in a wreck in just, like, the sense that you can't even handle yourself out there, but 
It was just waiting for the inappropriateness to happen. Yeah. When's it going to happen? It was sticking close to my husband and making sure that I'm distancing myself. Oh, I had a joke in there where I was going to be like, hey, Preston, this is your hint. She's <laughs> uncomfortable. She's uncomfortable. But, yeah, like, but, yeah, definitely watch the movie. But, like I said, remember, ladies and gentlemen, you need to protect yourself. Whether it's something, it's the same phrase as instead of asking permission, ask for forgiveness. If you're wrong about a situation, and I guarantee you, if you follow your gut, you probably you aren't probably gonna aren't. be wrong. Yeah. But if for whatever reason you are wrong and you've misjudged somebody, you can apologize for it later. Yeah. But make sure because there might be a Ted Bundy or anybody who you are right about and you protect yourself and your friends or whoever from that person. But if you're wrong, you can say you're sorry and try to fix it. The the same... But if you don't who gives a fuck? Yeah, the two seconds of saying you're sorry about a situation, that awkwardness is so worth it compared to yeah. feeling awkward, like feeling scared or uneasy or nervous in a situation for how, you know, whatever span of time. Yeah, and like trying and to laugh being it off right. and things like that. Exactly. You know, like that's that's a big deal. Like you just you got to keep your eyes open. You got to realize how these people are. Um, and you know, I know it seems weird and honestly, you don't even really need to like look, um, into the stories too much, but look up some of these serial killers if you don't. Yeah. Like it's fascinating how birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's different paths of serial killers. There's some that, some that just, they are freaking crazy and you're going to know like from 10 miles away that yeah. that person is dangerous. But there are people like BTK Killer mm -hmm. and Ted Bundy and... Who have a separate life. They are just... They are normal people. Yeah. They are the normalist of people. They're able to keep that mask on of being a normal person enough to trick all the people that are closest to them. They're... And then they lash out at the people that aren't. Exactly. They're, they're dads. They're grandpas. They're employees. Yeah. Their bosses. I mean, and like, honestly, like BTK killer is probably one of the most fascinating people ever. Mm -hmm. Like his interviews are terrifying. Like, can you track anything on my computer? No. Great. Here, have my disc. Yeah. Oh, you can track me. That's not fair. Yeah. I mean, he, but he is fascinating, fascinating the way that he, and again, manipulated situations mm -hmm. Um, using what little power he had, even through, like, a, his, he was, like, the bounty hunter of his homeowner association or something stupid, so, mm -hmm. but he bullied a woman that was a target, and then she suddenly moved. Yeah. It's, sometimes that stuff is right in your face, and you just think that guy's being... Well, again, you think he's being weird and a creep. Well, you know what? He is. Yeah. Something's wrong. And I'm yeah. glad she, you know, she moved. She got out of the situation. She missed, you know, missed everything that he was. Yeah. But it did take her a very long time to do so. Well, that's because it's been ingrained in, especially women, that politeness is paramount to anything else. Exactly. Like, you have to be polite before you are able to get away from a situation. And especially in no. these, this... Scream, run, exactly. walk away, cut them off, tell them to fuck off. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Especially in this day and age, it's like, oh, don't offend him because he's strange or he likes you yeah. or he's no. just trying you to be nice to you. You don't anybody anything. No, you don't. So, be aware... Only us and you need to listen to the podcast. That's the only thing you owe anybody. Yeah, how dare you if you don't. <laughs> Like, um, what horrible decisions are you making in your life? Yeah, watch the movie. It's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, and it's the questions portion of the evening, or whenever you're listening to this. Actually, Kaylin has a couple of, what was it? Oh, so, like, okay, so we were talking thing. about the horror hostess thing last week. Um, so, I came up with Gulia. Oh, that's good. And I came up with Morgan. Okay. Like, Morg. Yeah. So, Morgan. And then Creepella. I like Creepella. Yeah. Gulia would be cool if you had, like, a creepy cooking show. Yes. And be like, Gulia Child. Yes. Um, so. Actually, I might follow somebody on Instagram that has a name. <laughs> but I think that'd be cool. Those are the ones that I thought of. All right. So, my question. I have two. You have one. I have one. <laughs> this is going to be a theme, apparently. I try to think of two, and then I'm like, fuck, it's Monday. <laughs> so, my first question is based on Ted Bundy, and it's most, what's your, who's your most interesting serial killer, and why? Gotcha. Well, I mean, I kind of just, I'm really into 
like into BTK Killer. Like I yeah. think he's. I think Dennis is like super cool. Not sorry. That's like horrible to Not say. Not super cool. Not super cool. But I just think I like the two sided serial killer. Yeah. I like being aware of how normal people can be. And then that double life. And I honestly think about it almost, like, all the time. is like, how every single person on Earth is living, like, a very extensive stream of a life that mm-hmm. no one else knows. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, I really, really like Dennis Rader. Like, I just, his story is super, like, interesting to me. Yeah. Just that kind of, like, normalcy. Even the way he looks, super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. He is the most vanilla white bread guy you've ever seen in yeah. your life. Um, he is dad. Dad, bod, dad. Yeah. Like, he looks like any guidance counselor, principal, literally, teacher, boss, like, anybody. So, the fucking guidance counselor from The Incredibles. Like, literally down to a T. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, I really like him. Um, his, like, his whole deal a lot. What about you? Um, obviously, Jack, uh, you're not supposed to have a favorite serial killer, but mine is Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But because there's not much more, it's not like we're going to get up-to-date breaking news on Jack the Ripper. No, I know. So, he holds a special place in my heart, but right now is the Golden State Killer. Are you, you've been super Yeah, that. because I just, I was listening to the, I was reading and listening to the My Favorite Murder about it and all of the different documentaries they had about it because Michelle McNamara started she was the one who initially called him the Golden State Killer. Okay. Because before that he was the East Area there was the East Area rapist, the Visalia ransacker, and then the I can't remember what his killer Is name he was. the most recent one? Yeah. Yeah. So she was the one who realized that all three were connected, kind yeah. of connected, um, and got working with the cops to make sure to that make they sure knew they, that they were all yeah that they were all connected. Okay, so gotcha. Her book, um, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," is amazing. It gives me nightmares. So she was writing this book and working with Paul Holes, who is on the Murder Squad podcast, and Billy Jensen. And the thing that I find fascinating about him is that the way they caught him was familial DNA. So, somebody in his family, uh-huh. he had never left any DNA or anything at the crime scenes, gotcha. and he did hundreds. There were hundreds of rapes, ransackings, and then he escalated to being a murderer. Okay. So, I just... I literally haven't crazy. looked into anything about him, except yeah. that I saw that there was a documentary about it. It's insane. Is it good? So, okay. one thing... So, the goal, you need to look up the Golden State Killer and read and watch everything you can about it. It's crazy. So... She was the one who coined the term Golden State Killer because she wanted everybody, these all these separate uh, places, all of the jurisdictions of the cops to come together and use all of their evidence to make it... So Almost like a Zodiac killer yeah. kind of thing. So the familial DNA was what caught him eventually. Okay. Somebody in his family gave like a 23andMe DNA test or whatever. So the cops are now using those kind of things to become, to get the familial DNA and find out who this person is who killed them. There's actually a lady, this is a little bit of a tangent, there's actually a lady who works from home, she goes through all the familial DNA and DNA of crime scenes and stuff, Okay. puts it together, Okay. so say it's like a third cousin, Okay. she will go through the the family tree to see who in that family tree was in the area that they were in when the person was killed or whatever, and within (laughs) like, she can do this within like three or four days. And the make the doing? connection to find out who in that family tree is the person who did it. So I'm... So she's amazing. I'm guessing Red Bull needs to sponsor her. Yeah. Because she must not like, sleep. She's insane. So, but that's really cool. All of the familial DNA things are really cool. But, so the Golden State Killer, the one thing that I find But see, that's like today's him, teeth mark yeah. kind of thing. Like, exactly. that's how we escalate yeah. to that next point. So my favorite thing about the... Not favorite thing, but about the Golden State Killer... Sorry if we use these words. You just you have that, to understand. Yeah. We get very excited about Is that one of the things that the Golden State Killer... Because he would canvas the house that he was going to do okay. something in. And that for days. Weeks. Like... As long as he needed to. As long to. as he needed to. Okay. He would stash rope in the house... Stash knives and stuff, all that kind of stuff in the house so that he knew where it was. If they had a gun in a drawer, he would unload it. Gotcha. That kind of stuff. Like, he made sure that he was going to be fine. He collected the place. Like, he staked it out. He had it plotted. So, one thing that he used to do is, in order to be able to see, but so that people couldn't see through the window, because it was back in the 70s and 80s where people, it was more open. You know what I mean? Was when he would turn on a lamp, but he would have, like, a piece of 
piece of fabric, like a t-shirt or a towel or whatever, over the light so that it gave him enough light to be able to see the people. Yeah. But it didn't have enough light so that if anybody walking by saw through the window, they can't see in the house because it's not like the bright light when it's dark outside. Exactly. So one thing that's so fucking creepy is that when they went to go and arrest Joseph D'Angelo, who is the Golden State Killer, when they went into his house and got him and then they searched his house, his computer was on, uh-huh. and it had a towel over the computer. Really? So it was like, that's his thing. He doesn't like too much light. Like, that freaked me out. But you need to look up the Golden oh State Killer. It's, everything about that case is insane. The escalation. There's the story of, there was a guy, they did, ooh, Chernobyl's on HBO Now now. Um, what? So, there was a town hall meeting and it was like you know where everybody in the town goes to talk about the, the what was happening. Yeah, right. And there was rattle, a guy rattle. that stood up and said, <laughs> he "Anybody go here? <laughs> anybody who says, uh, anybody who can't protect because he would do couples, he would rape the wife while the the man could hear it. And okay, then, you know that was before he escalated. So this guy stood up and said, "Well, nobody's coming in my house and gonna do that to my wife while I just lay there and do nothing. Because so, what he would do is put like plates on the guy's back." Uh-huh. And if he and he would say, if I hear the plates move, yeah. you're dead. Like, your wife's yeah, dead. Yeah, she's dead instantly. Um, Three months later, that guy got hit. Yeah. So, like, this guy was at the town hall meeting yeah. to be able to hear. Or it's a huge coincidence, which I don't think it is. I, it just can't um, be. But he was a cop and everything. But I'm obsessed with him lately. But um, That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely someone to look into. Especially yeah. now that he's been caught. So there's more information now. There's not that, oh, like, yeah. uncomfortable, like, God damn it, we don't know who he is. Yeah. Which, even before they were, he was caught, I was you interested. You would be losing your mind yeah. right now if he wasn't caught. Yeah. So, but they found him. So that's that's awesome. But you definitely need to check that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, I've seen the documentaries come up, and I, I guess now that he's caught, um, there's just more. Yeah, like this is the time where it's exploding. Exactly. So I just it's actually a year last week that he got caught. Okay. Yeah. Then um, I'll look into that because I've been looking at it, and um, honestly, I just watched the uh, Ted Bundy tapes again because mm-hmm. it's just it's really good. Alright, so my question is, which horror house would you want to live in? There's all these horror movies with these mm-hmm. beautiful, either haunted, maybe they're not haunted. Does like, it have to be a horror movie haunted house, or can it just be a haunted house from a movie? Now, okay, so this is, I put down a few examples. Um, the Haunting slash The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, the Hill House. Adam Family's house. Okay. Um, house of a Thousand Corpses house. Okay. No. Skeleton Key. Okay. House. Yeah, like the um, house. 13 Ghost House. Okay, no, because people can see it. It's weird. So that that's where I was kind of going. It's yeah. just like these houses we've seen in horror movies mm-hmm. that are just like, fuck. Yeah. Cause, uh, Mine would be Whipstaff Manor from Casper. Oh, you're always... <laughs> it's my favorite. I Like, the Addams Family house would probably be a close second. The movie, not the TV show house. Well, I like the TV show house, but that movie one's better. Yeah. Um, bigger. But... The Whipstaff Manor in Casper is just the perfect is, mansion. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful and amazing, and, yeah, that would be my Yeah, pick. I would, um, I honestly, I'd have to almost go with Skeleton Key. That's, like, my dream house, that old Victorian yeah. ranchy-style house. Like the antebellum houses. Yes, it's, it is a dream. Mm-hmm. Now, someone offers me Hill House. Yeah. I'm gonna Don't take say it. no. I am not going to say no. Yeah. That motherfucker's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But Skeleton, I feel, I don't know why this is weird. I feel like Skeleton Key is attainable. Yeah. Like, I could drive through and be like, oh, I could buy that. Yeah. Whereas Hill House is like, I need a dead relative. Exactly. It's stat. Yeah. Like, so. Who owns the house? Because even then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to be willed that house because I think it's too expensive. Yeah. So, I felt like Skeleton Key was more accessible, though I, I, love that house. Yeah. I just, I've always thought it was, it's honestly it's one of the, Louisiana, which is fun. Yeah. It's honestly one of like the biggest reasons that I watch a movie all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just cause I think the house is so freaking cool. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, yeah, that was my, that was my one question. I'm going to get to two, man. One day. Um, and my last question is if you had the option to see any cryptid up close oh. and personal, like like at Bush Gardens, right there. It's like no, the, I, I was thinking more in the sense of you go to Loch Ness or you're in the woods and they're oh, right there. Oh, gotcha. Okay, not where they like it's been determined. Like this is real. Someone caught it. 
Like, I'm seeing this shit in the wild, not in a cage. Yeah, so you're not, it's, it's more of like a, you're going on a Bigfoot hunt and you see Bigfoot. Or you're on an alien, you're in Roswell and you see alien, like that kind of thing. Gotcha. Not, so it's gonna be just you that gets to see it. It's not in a zoo. Okay. Like, I don't like that idea. Okay. Well, my answer would be different for both, though, because then it's on a level of terrifyingness. Yeah. Like, out in the wild, a jackalope would be cool. Like, you can be safe. Oh, like I'm like I have a pass. Yeah, yeah. Like Same. I'm in the Jurassic Park bubble where it's they can't see me. It's more where you're me. just like, holy fuck. Well, they can see you in that, but they just don't bother. But like yeah, you can see they, you can see them, but they, they're just kind of going just, about their they're business. They're not gonna. Okay. All right. Like the video of the Bigfoot hanging through the trees. Yeah, yeah. They just it doesn't baby. know I'm there. Yeah, you just get to see. Um. It. You know, I have like I have just always for what it's worth been a Loch Ness monster mm-hmm. fan. Um I would like of what I wish wish in my deepest heart would be real mm-hmm. is like the Jersey Devil cuz I just think it's really freaking cool. Um terrifying, but really fr- so Jersey Devil I'd want to see in a zoo. It'd be like someone called the Jersey Devil yeah. and then it's behind bars and it's like seeing a dinosaur. Like yeah. it needs to be back there. But, like, something that, um, I know that I wouldn't be disappointed by the way it looked, uh, cause, you know, those other cryptids might not be real, so it's people's, ima- Mothman, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's stories, it's passed down, what is it actually kind of thing, yeah. and then I don't want to show up at the zoo, and I'm like, it was a, like, a... Squirrel. Ps- yeah. <laughs> like, this song. <laughs> like, I'm so disappointed. But, like, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, even aliens. Like, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure that they're gonna be, like, people-looking things. Yeah. But, like, a Bigfoot or a Loch Ness Monster, they're, I don't think they're gonna deviate too much. No. But Loch Ness has always been my, like... Yeah. Like, if I could be... First of all, Scotland. Hello. Mm. If I could mm. be there and then see it... Yeah. Whew. Like, yeah, that would probably... Nessie's mine, too. Yeah. Just because, I, I don't know. What about, I think that they're, I feel like I believe the most in Nessie. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Because they're, you know. There's dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's the most, one, like, Bigfoot could be just an ape. You know You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there could be that letdown of, like, oh, it is just a gorilla. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or, like, it's a gorilla hybrid. Yeah, like, like oh, it's a gorilla cool. and a polar bear. Like, yeah, it would huge. still be cool, but I think Nessie would be like, oh, my God. Like, And it's, I love dinosaurs. So. What would be your, like, behind-the-bars cryptid? Where you'd be like, that's what it looks like. A chupacabra. Chupacabra? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to see one in person, because I'd be fucking terrified. Yeah, yeah. But, like, behind bars. And be like, oh. But I'd also be sad that it was behind bars. Depends on how fucking mean that thing is. Yeah. It just kills a few sheep. Who cares? Have a muzzle on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Can I pet it? Because in that case, then, yeah, I want to pet it. That's true. Like, I wonder if it's, like, little back scales would be, like, soft, like a mohawk yeah. kind of thing. Like an armadillo where one so- when you go one way, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the other way, it, like, pokes you. Like an actual, like, lizard mm-hmm. kind of top thing, or... Yeah. Yeah. So let us know your answers. <laughs> Um, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah, have fun. Watch that movie thing we talked about. Yeah, enjoy it. Bye.